Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 124, Previews in the Half Shell. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm Chuck. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, we're once again covering previews, and we are once again covering previews late. And comic books. <laughs> late. Better late than yes. ever. Yeah, so what we're... This be the stuff that's shipping in August, you said, right? Yeah, this is the stuff that's shipping in August. Uh, so you can still order it through your comic shops. I uh, should have this episode out just a few days after we record it, hopefully. Uh, so this way you guys will have plenty of time to still order it through your comic shops and probably still be able to order it through DCB service or any of your online things. If you send them an email about something you heard from us that you didn't add to your order already. So, uh, but let's face it. If, if you're a fan of the stuff we cover, then you probably already saw all this stuff and ordered it already. So probably. And Robert, uh, couldn't join us for this episode, uh, which is, Fine, whatever. He's, wow. He's, well, his, Somebody's butt hurt. His, his his wife has his nuts in a sling. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't think I want to know where his nuts are, but that's that's cool. Whatever. I'm just going by what he told me. So everybody who's ever been married or wants to be married knows the wife is the boss. Let's just true. They made a whole show about it. Who's the boss? They made a right. whole show. Right. So, I don't think they had anything to do with a wife and husband, but okay. Yeah, whatever. Um, so, first order of business before we jump right into previews here is... Dark this, is epi- this is episode 124. <laughs> no, this yes. is episode 124. The next episode is episode 125. And that's we just... see how the uh, numbers the number, go. Yeah. yeah, is in order, yes. Numerically, um, that's how we like to follow. <laughs> so, two things I wanted to throw out there. Number one is I did have one or two people contact me and ask me how come I haven't done any more of the Kessel Run episodes. I know you and I did one together, yeah. but I had made the promise saying that I would have at least two or three, maybe even four, every single month. Fuck. Well, because some of them I can, I'm just going to do on my own. They're going to be short episodes, and I don't need anyone else. So it's just whenever the hell I feel like recording. <laughs> But the whole reason I haven't done any of those is because we're so close to episode 125, and I didn't want 125 to be just a normal episode. I wanted it to be the listener episode, so I've held off on doing any more of the Kessel runs. I mean, you could record them and just do 126, 127, and just oh, they're going to come out. Don't worry. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, don't worry. They're going to come out. It's just they they aren't coming out just yet because I don't want 125 to be just a Kessel run episode. No overshadowing the number. Of exactly. 125. Okay. Exactly. All right. So um, I got well, shit ready to go. Don't worry. That's the answer for that. On the previews. <laughs> so, but 125, the most important thing is episode 125 is supposed to be our live call-in show of sorts. Sort so, of. Sort of, yeah. You'll call in live, but the recording will come out later. <laughs> right. Live recorded. Right. So uh, what will happen is the date for the live recording is going to be July 14th. It's a Monday. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. And we are going to accept calls from 10 p.m. Right, from anyone. But from 10 p.m. until 11 p.m., so for an hour, we will accept calls. Now, if you get on the line at, like, 10 to 11, we will still 
take your call. So we will probably go past 11, but we will not accept any new calls after 11 o'clock. I figure it'll be easier for people to plan out their evening to know that from 10 to 11, that's when they need to be on Skype. <laughs> Sounds good. So what you need to do is send me a contact request and you go onto Skype, you create a login. Skype is free, so it's not going to cost you anything. Um, and send me a contact request. My online uh, Skype name is Royal hyphen lantern. So R O Y A L hyphen L A N T E R N. Uh, and you'll send me a contact request and I'll have you, I'll accept them as they're coming in and then that evening will be connected and you can go ahead and get in the queue. Basically, it's going to be a first come, first serve basis uh, that you'll just send me a message. Let me know that through Skype, because there's a little comments box on Skype, you can let me know on Skype, hey, I'm online and I'm ready to go. You might have to wait a little while because I don't know how many people we're going to have and we don't want to have too many people on at one time. It just gets to be too much. Okay. So, um, also tied into that is if you remember our contest is going on, our right. contest is to name episode 125. We've had four or five entries already, which is really cool. The deadline for that will be July 13th. So the day before the live recording, you need to get your submission in because on that, the day of the 14th is when Chuck, Robert and I will decide which one wins and then during episode 125 is when we will draw the name for the raffle okay cool so sound good sounds great all right if you guys have any questions about the live recording how skype works anything like that please feel free to reach out to me i'm more than happy to help you guys out you can either reach out to me through facebook or you can send me an email at starjoespodcast at gmail.com and I am I check that every single day so you can email me and I will respond to you and I'll help you out to make sure that you're ready for that evening. Sound right. good? Yep, sounds great. All right, let's jump into previews then. So we will start at the beginning, which is Dark Horse. Uh, yes. A whole um, lot of Star Wars goodness going well, on. Well, basically what stands out to me is Star Wars number 20, the last issue. Yep. So, I mean, it was a good run. I enjoyed yeah. the series immensely. I got all the issues. Wish it didn't have to end. We knew it was coming. Yeah. But a little bittersweet. Yep. Excited to see what direction it takes, you know, from here on out. But that's the that's the one that stands out to me the most. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. And uh, also, if you were someone that was collecting it in trade, uh, Dark Horse is releasing uh, Volume 3 and Volume 4 of the Star Wars ongoing series uh, in the same pre in the same previews. So you can order volumes three and four volume three covers issues 15 through 18. And then volume four, it's kind of weird. It covers issues 13 through 14 and 19 and 20 plus the free comic book day uh, from 2012. So, oh, okay, cool. So yeah. So if you've been collecting in trade, that's the way to do it. Speaking of Star Wars trades, rebel heist, uh, comes out in trade, you can order that as well. I love Rebel Heist. Chuck, I know you only had the first issue so far. I don't know if you had a chance to read that yet or not. Um, but it's if you like the main Star Wars ongoing, I think you would like Rebel Heist also. Oh, okay, cool. So um, We also have the last issue of Star Wars Legacy. It's issue number 18, and this is Legacy Volume 2, which deals with Anya Solo. Um, kind of, I'm a little sad to see this one end. It wasn't the greatest story, but I, it started growing on me. So, yeah. um, they were definitely getting their band of characters together and forming a group. And also, no surprise, Star Wars Legacy Volume 4, which is the trade paperback. The trade, yeah. Yep, that comes out as well. So, and then the last Star Wars item is Star Wars Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir, number 404. So the miniseries. Yeah, that miniseries ends, ends, yeah. Yep. Which that was the uh, Clone Wars animated series uh, that they couldn't air on Cartoon Network because it it went back to Disney. Yeah. Well, it went back to Disney, that's why. Uh, Well, I mean, they. they, I thought it was going to be like where they can show the. how they did it on like um, Netflix or something like that. They're going to finish it that way. They did, but yeah. they only had so many episodes already produced. 
And then this was one of the stories that they were going to produce, but they couldn't do it because that's when their contract ended. So yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. But, uh, but then you can also get the Darth Maul trade son of Dathomir. That's also available in the same month's preview. So basically dark horse is wrapping up all of their star Wars, star Wars titles. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, which like, like you said, it's kind of sad. So yeah, I mean, they treated the franchise and the license and the property great for 20 some years. Absolutely, absolutely. Because they started and, in like the late '80s or early '90s producing yeah. Star Wars comics. Yeah, and um, I think what we're going to end up doing at some point this year uh, is we've talked about doing a uh, just a over high level overview of GI Joe as a whole because it's the 50th anniversary. A high level overview of um, Transformers because it's the 30th anniversary. And then I think near the end of the year, we'll do a high-level overview of just Dark Horse comics, Star Wars comics, and not going into depth, but just kind of talking about some of the highlights that came out and everything else. So I think that'll be some good episodes that, that we can put out there for everyone. So Okay. So now into DC, unless you had anything else from Dark Horse. No, it's, no I think okay. we covered everything there. Uh, DC, um, well, He-Man 16 comes out. Right. And this uh, has uh, Triclops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was pretty awesome. I am really digging this. Uh, yeah, this it's series. great. Series. <laughs> this story in particular has been just amazing. Um, issue number, what was it, 14? Yeah, 14 just, was good. just came out, and that was well, really good. 14 at the end of it, you saw the very end of the issue, right? You read that one? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's Triclops. Oh, Those is it? panels, if you see the circle, the square, and this, the triangle. Yeah. You go back and relook at it, that's Triclops looking out of his eyes. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. That makes sense. And and I think when I read that, I think that's what I thought it that's who I thought it was watching them. So oh, Okay, that, cool. That makes sense. So um I mean I got some other things to talk about DC, but it's not related to the show. So I mean I could throw it in here or we could throw it in at the end. However um, you want I, I have stuff to cover as well, but we can throw that stuff at the end uh okay. together. So if yeah, if you have other stuff we'll we'll cover that near the end uh that isn't Star Joe's related. So uh I guess we're just moving on to IDW then, right? Yep, IDW. Um I have uh Ghostbusters number nineteen, which is Mass Hysteria. It's the continuation of that story, and you can also get volume eight of that ongoing series, Mass Hysteria Part One. The sad news is, and the re- especially the reason I wanted to bring it up, is because this series is ending. Yeah, the Ghostbusters, yeah. Yeah, I think it's ending with issue 20. Um, so really good series, highly recommended, especially if you like, if you're a fan of the movie or if you're a fan of the cartoon. I think it's definitely worth checking out, um, and you you can get in trade. So Yeah, well, I think the big news from IDW um, is the Transformers Collection Phase 2 Volume 1. Yeah, let me uh, let me flip over to the Transformers there. It's like uh, fifty bucks, forty nine ninety nine. Yep. But I mean, just looking at everything I wrote down, that's probably the big one there. Yeah. Um, well, first let's jump into some turtles here because that's the next thing in previews. Is okay. Yeah, uh, you got number thirty seven. Yep. Uh, from Turtles, and then you got the animated uh, number fourteen. Yep. And number fourteen, and then we also have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Turtles in Time number three, which is where they're they are a bunch of pirates. Yeah. So, and the main cover, it looks like, is done by David Peterson uh, of Mouse Guard fame. So, it looks really cool. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, the one thing I noticed with that also is uh, Raphael, I believe it's Raphael on the very front of the cover there, has an eye patch, just like a pirate, because he's dressed like a pirate and everything else. The reason I find that interesting is because in the, I want to say it wasn't Mirage, might have been Image. When Image took over doing Turtles comics, they went really apeshit crazy with changing the characters. And, like, Donatello was, like, a cyborg. And Raphael actually lost an eye. I don't think I've ever read any of those then. Yeah. I don't remember none of that. You're going to get um, from me to read uh, the 30th anniversary issue. Yeah. Which was really cool. And it walks through the different uh, eras of the Turtles from the different companies that produce stuff and you get to read a short story from each one of them oh okay and uh you'll learn all about the eye patch of Raphael and the cyborg donatello and stuff like that it was really crazy shit <laughs> yeah it sounds like it yeah um 
they kind of obviously they kind of pretend that never happened. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, no kidding. <laughs> um, we also have, which is really cool, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Secret History of the Foot Clan, the work print edition. And what this is, it's a it's a black and white uh, collection of the full story, but then you also get the original script, and the pages are just inked, so you get to really see the artwork and everything else. Uh, it doesn't have any of the word balloons. You just get the script on one page and you get the the actual image on the other page. So if you're someone that likes the artwork and you want to see it without the word balloons and everything else, this would definitely be something worth worth picking up. So, okay. And it's the artist on that series was uh, Matteo Santaluco, who was one of our nominees for 2013 Best Artist of the Year. So, cool. We also have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures Volume Eight. And this is the old uh, Adventures series that was done by Archie Comics, I think, back in the day. So you, you got that out there. And then you have uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Works Volume 3. And what this is is a collection of the color editions of the original Eastman and Laird cartoon uh, comic strip. Oh, cool. So uh, then we get a big pile of junk with Transformers versus G.I. Joe number 2. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even concerned about that pass. Did you see the uh, the variant cover for for issue two? Yeah, with uh, the little head of Bazooka on the. I big don't bounty. know what. I mean, honest to God, it looks like an eight year old is drawing this comic. <laughs> I agree. No offense to anybody, but my God, you're gonna you're gonna piss off Mike Myers, who loves Tom Scioli, but I agree with yeah. you. It, it looks like a little funny. not for yeah. me. It looks like a little kid drew it. And uh, I don't know how the rest of the story is written, but yeah. the the first I, issue that was for free comic book day was, was yeah. felt like it was written by a ten year old. So uh, maybe they're going that way. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I was very disappointed though. <laughs> terribly disappointed because that was the title I was looking forward to the most when I heard it was announced, and they just well in the past they've done you know decent you know jobs with that yeah. you know, Transformers. Yep. Even back to the Marvel days, they they did decent jobs when it first came out. And then uh, Dreamwave did some of it. It was great. Yeah, Dreamwave did a great job, and yeah, Devils Do, and yeah, yeah. So this is just. I mean, there has to be a bottom of the barrel, and this is it. I guess so. Short lived. I mean, that's my prediction. It'll be short. Yeah, it will be. It definitely I don't think will it's be. Gonna get the support. I mean, GI Joe really doesn't get the support. It, you know. Deserves well, in my and the whole but reason for gonna get it either. Yeah, the whole reason for doing it was probably to try to bring in the the Transformers fans, but it's not going to do that. Alienating them too. Yeah, exactly. So, um, speaking of Transformers, we got a whole lot of Transformers goodness. Uh, Robots in Disguise number thirty two and more than meets the eye number uh, thirty two is still part of the Dawn of the Autobots. Uh, there's a lot of action, a lot of things going on. One of the things that was really cool, and Chuck, I don't know if you had a chance to read the issue yet, but I know I mentioned it to you, is that in Robots in Disguise, we get Marissa Fairborn uh, as a character. Now, they don't actually say that it's the daughter of Flint and Lady J. But you know but, who it is. But you know who it is. And in the most recent issue I read, we had Daniel Witwicky show nice. up. And do you, do you remember who Daniel is? Isn't that the Spike's kid or something? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You get a you get a cookie. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. No problem. Uh, we also have, more importantly, uh, you had mentioned Transformers IDW Collection Phase Two Volume One. Yeah. And Are you gonna pick that up? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, this is the um, hardcover editions. They did it for the what the IDW start. All the way up to Chaos, the story of Chaos, all the way through Chaos, I should say. This picks it up after the Chaos story, so that's why they call it Phase 2. Right. The other one I wanted to mention is Transformers Primacy, number one. And what this is, is, do you remember Autocracy and Monstrosity? They were those ones where the art yeah. was done by Livio Romandelli. Uh, yeah, they were yeah. they were digital comics and stuff like that. This is the third volume of that, and I think it's the final story. And this, okay. is, this is the whole story of the war on Cybertron. Cool. So it's, it's very cool. I think once this is completed, we'll probably cover all three of those stories because we haven't covered them on the show at all. Uh, yeah. We'll probably cover all three of those in one big episode. So it uh, should be fun. 
and then something I think you'll be very interested in, Chuck, uh, even though I know you, you have the issues, so you might not get this, but I think it's something you can definitely talk to, is G.I. Joe America's Elite Disavowed Volume 4. Oh, yeah. I thought about putting together the, I mean, the, the trades and getting the volumes of that, but I do have all the issues, so. Yeah, yeah. It's a good story. I, I like it. Yep, and this is uh, issues 19 through 24, so it's getting close to the whole close World the, War III. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. And then, of course, we have G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, number 205 by 205, Larry Hama yeah. and uh, Shannon uh, Gallant. And this still has Torpedo and his team. They race against the clock. And they have doc, Dr. Uh, Adele Burkhart with them, so. Yeah, Lady Doomsday. Yep. And I have to say, since issue well, even a little bit before issue 200, but definitely since issue 200, I have really been enjoying A Real American Hero. And maybe it's because there is no other Joe books for me to read. But <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, I think it has gotten better, you know, even, you know, writing-wise and stuff like that. I mean, the art was always good, but it's, it's you know, the Nick Larry stepped up his game a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He got away from the Blue Ninjas. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, anything else from IGW for you? Uh, Star Trek number 36. It's oh, uh, the Q Gambit part two. So that's out there if you're reading that. That's part two to that. I hate you. I um, <laughs> thanks for keeping it brief, though. I appreciate that. You're welcome. The next thing I had wasn't is uh, from Boom Studios. I don't know if you had anything before the back of the book. but No, just uh, the back of the book stuff. But uh, okay. I got a couple things here, but go ahead. Okay, so I have Boom Studios. We have Big Trouble in Little China, number three. Right. Uh, and I did read the first issue, and I will say that if you are a fan of the movie, you would probably like the comic. Uh, it is a little cartoony looking, but it seems to work for the story they're telling because they're, they're doing it very tongue-in-cheek. But I will say the writing, they get the characters pretty close to dead on uh, from what they were in the movie. So that's the thing I really enjoy about it is is the characters are very much... Um, like they were from the movie. Okay. So, and it picks up right where the movie left off with Jack having that monster in the back of his truck. And oh, it's like a, like a part two. Yeah, exactly. And, and you have, uh, his buddy, uh, Wang getting married and stuff like that. So, oh. hmm. so, um, then I had from boom studios, Jim Henson's, the storyteller, the novelization, which did come out in the eighties. I made sure I didn't want to bring it up if it didn't come out in the eighties. Yeah. Um, it started, I think, in 87, 88. Uh, I got the novelization for Labyrinth and uh, Dark Crystal, and I have both of them, and they're awesome because not only are you getting the story in book form, but you're also getting some like concept sketches in the book and everything. So I'm a big fan of the storyteller. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Jim Henson, so wanted to throw that out there. All right. Uh, then I have Dynamite. 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 And we have Battlestar Galacta, Galactica, and I only mention it because it's 1880. <laughs> it's priced at 1880? Or? No. Oh, it's okay. Battlestar Galactica 1880, so it takes place in the year 1880, so it's a steampunk adventure. Um, yeah, I'll be passing on that, but thank you. I mentioned it because <laughs> it, it was in the 80s. It's yeah. 1880, but it's in the 80s. So. Oh, I get you. I got you. <laughs> ah, see what I did there? But Battlestar Galactica, I mean, that was out in the 70s. Yeah, I know. I guess. But this, this said sure. 1880, so I, I, was going, I was going for a watcha. Watcha, cha, cha. It didn't work. No. It Epic didn't. fail. No. Failed Go miserably. Ahead. Right. So, uh, also from Dynamite, we have uh, Doodle Jump. Uh, remember, had the variant covers in the past that were based on 80s stuff. Yep. Uh, they did it once more, and they have this one has a variant cover for Doodle Jump number three. The variant cover is an homage to uh, looks like Mega Man. So the Doodle Jump character is dressed like Mega Man, and he's shooting stuff out of his nose, like oh, Mega cool. Man would shoot stuff out of his arm. His arm, yeah, yeah. But uh, we also, most importantly, is we have Robotech Voltron number five of five. This series, this mini series, took forever to come out. Yeah. <laughs> They said it was bi-monthly, and I think it was longer than that. Yeah, it seems like it's been forever. Yeah. The thing that I feel bad about, and this is something that Robert has mentioned many times, is it because it was coming out bi-monthly or even less than that, it never gained an audience. So Dynamite's probably looking at it and going, well... It, it failed, yeah. It failed, so we're not going to even bother doing it. So Right. 
I don't. I, it might not even be collected and put into a trade. Right. Which, like I said, that's the sad thing about it. It's like because I think that there are fans that would have followed it if it came out monthly on a regular basis. So, yeah. but alas, it was not to be. Oh well. Then we have uh, from Udon Entertainment. I don't know if you saw these uh, Street Fighter Digest. I don't know. And Street Fighter was definitely in the eighties. But there's a bunch of Digest collections, so you have volume. Street Fighter in the 80s? I thought it was in the 90s. Street Fighter? The original Street yeah, Fighter? Yeah, the video game. I thought that came out in the 90s. I will double check. I have access right here. All right, go ahead. So you go ahead and tell, talk about anything that All you All right, well, I, uh, one thing I saw and picked up on, it was uh, Star Wars in 100 Scenes. It's a hardcover. Yep. Eighteen ninety nine price point on that, so it'll be a little cheaper through DCBS, so that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Legos. I'm in. You know, Legos. You know, my kids like the Lego books, so there's a new Star Wars Lego book. Yep. Uh, the Dark Side hardcover, sixteen ninety nine. Nice. They had um, uh, Street Fighter came out August thirtieth of nineteen eighty seven. Hmm. Uh, and then the latest release was December seventeenth of two thousand twelve. So it did start. Is that, the, in, is that the movie or the video game? No, the movie came out in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, the movie's out in the nineties, but right. The but video the video game started game, in the nineties. The video Street games Fighter? are in the 80s. Huh. The very first Street Fighter game came out August 30th, 1987. That doesn't seem right at all. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking right at it on the screen. Was that for, like, uh, what system was it for? Maybe it was for, like, the arcade or something. Probably for but... the arcade, yeah. Well, maybe, but I was thinking more like home systems. Well, like that's... Like Sega Genesis or whatever. That's not a valid argument. <laughs> You said when did it? Well, come I mean, out? if you're if you don't go to arcades and you didn't grow up in that area, or maybe you grew up in a rural area in the '80s, like I did, and you didn't go to arcades at all. Who often. in the '80s did not go to an arcade? Well, what if you didn't have a mall in your area? You lived in you know rural Kentucky or something, or yeah, you there know, was malls everywhere. I don't know, <laughs> dude. Some people that didn't live in the burbs sucks just to be done. Saying, I guess. I'm just saying that it came out in in '87. And actually, uh, Street Fighter was ported to many popular home computer systems of the time, including PCs. Yeah. So it was a it was a PC a PC computer uh, game. If you didn't have, it came out for like Nintendo, or you know, it came out like in the later years after that, so like Sega Genesis and like, um, you know, Super Nintendo, and that was out in the nineties. Super Nintendo was in the 90s. Uh, Sega Genesis. I, I think. 89 or 90, I think it came out. Let's see. Street Fighter 2. It says for Sega Genesis. Yeah. And I'm trying to look to see when that was. That was 1993. Yeah. So. I remember, I remember playing the game, but I remember being in, like, you know, last year of high school or first year in college or something like that. Right. Well, it's and still. Also, the G.I. Joe figures of Street Fighter 2, and that was in the late 90s. Right, but it's still an 80s property. It started in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, me. Star Wars started in the 70s. You want to go there. Right, and we, we've we said that from the beginning of the series, of this podcast. We said, we, on this. Let's just move on. <laughs> we said that Star Wars started in the 70s, but two-thirds of it started in the 80s. So we said that the very first episode. Uh, there's also a Star Wars Boba Fett t-shirt. In yeah, Pre- wait, you're getting way ahead. I wanted to talk about some of the other things that you brought up. <laughs> So that you mentioned the Lego Star Wars Dark Side, right? The hardcover. Dark Side hardcover, yeah. So and then the Bounty Hunter code. Did you mention that one? I think. No, no. Okay, so there's the Bounty Hunter code Revelation of Boba Fett. What this is is there was a, a couple books that came out before this. One was called the Jedi Path, mm-hmm. and one was called the Book of the Sith. Yeah. And they were done as like almost journals to yeah. teach the ways of the Jedi and teach the ways of the Sith. And this one is following in that tradition, and it, I'm sure it's it's Boba Fett talking about being a bounty hunter. Now, that's funny because that's actually in the next previews, is that what you just mentioned? Right, exactly. The Jedi and the Sith books sitting together in a nice slipcover. Yeah. And then I'm... I'm not getting this, but I'm very interested in the Star Wars in 100 Scenes hardcover. I... I I would definitely love to check this out sometime if someone well, has I mean, it's, it. It's 1899 right now. It's going to be a lot cheaper through DCBS. I wonder what the price point is going to be. Yeah, I think it was like 12.99 or something like that. It's not I, terrible. No, it's not terrible. It's just for what it is, I didn't really feel like I needed to own it. 
kind of because, a picture book, yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch of scenes from the movies, but I want I'm curious to at least see it. I would like to see it in person just to yeah. kind of see what images they picked because it's basically meant to tell the whole story in just 100 scenes. So Yeah. Uh, but well maybe it's just the movie of Star Wars and not, you know, The New Hope, not like all the whole trilogy. No, it's actually supposed to be the entire saga it says. Oh, like Clone Wars included? Yep. Well, so I don't know about I don't know about the animated series. No, probably not the animated series, but it just says the Star Wars saga. So, I mean, I include that in the whole thing because it takes place between episodes. Right, but if you look at the images that they're using on the cover of this, it looks like it's the prequels and and oh, the original it's the six trilogy. movies. Okay, it's all right. six movies. Yeah, so it doesn't say anything about the animated series. So I'm assuming it's just the six movies. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, there's a, a Boba Fett t-shirt there's a blue death star t-shirt too yeah i like that one uh do you remember what that one says i know you don't have previews in front of you no i don't remember i just wrote down yeah it says visit the death star uh it's no moon nice it's a little travel thing um the shirt that i really like though because it seems like such a throwback to something i would have worn in the 80s is the porthole uh t-shirt of star wars it's like a red t-shirt oh yeah yeah and it has like a, a gray circle, like a porthole, and it it almost looks like a commemorative plate that you're wearing because it's like the I think it's the Empire Strikes Back scene. It might be Star Wars though, um, where Darth Vader's like stepping over a crowd of stormtroopers, and you have like Luke and Leia and Han like kind of cowering to the side hmm. of him. So it was it was a pretty cool T-shirt. Like I said, it looks like something I would have worn in the '80s. So. retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, geekcastradio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on geekcastradio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. And we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding. Kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. And we. Okay, seriously. This is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good. No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. And then did you see the Who Cares t-shirt? No. Uh, there's a t-shirt. Uh, it's called Who Shot First. And the t-shirt is also just... said Who Cares, yeah. And it's just Greedo sitting there with a like a blaster shot through his chest. And there's smoke coming up from it. And underneath it, it says Who Cares. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. There's also a DJ Soundwave and DJ Blaster t-shirt, which are like black... Um, T-shirts with blaster or sound wave standing behind like a, uh, a, a sound uh, mixer mixer board type thing, yeah. yeah. And they've got like their cassettes around them and stuff like that. So yeah, I saw those. Yeah. Um. Then did you see the Back to the Future Two collection? No. The Biff Tannen's uh, Casino. No. It's uh, Biff. Biff Tanner's uh, Pleasure Paradise. You can get a uh, there's let's see it's a, there's a shot glass, there's a Zippo lighter, uh, there's a pint glass, and then there's a poker set. Huh. 
with like poker chips and cards and everything else. And they have the logo from the movie and the poker set is really cool. Cause it, it comes in, um, like a briefcase. Oh, cool. That has the Biff Tanner pleasure palace, um, or pleasure paradise on, uh, on moniker on the outside of it. So, um, and then did you see the Knight Rider? Replicas? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they have regular Knight Rider. Then, then they, they have, have the, uh, the new powers one or something like that. Right? Yeah. You got upgrade. Yeah. Where you guys upgrade. And then they have car also. Yeah. And then you can also get the license plate for Knight Rider where it just says California. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. It says Knight on it. So, and then did you see the Rocky and Drago figures? No, the only figures I put down were the uh, Star Wars Black Series figures, where you get the Boba Fett and Stormtrooper. Yeah, and those are actually those are actually a reissue. Yeah, they're like twenty two ninety nine each. Yeah, and it's uh, and like I said, it's well, like you were mentioning, it's a Stormtrooper, Boba Fett, a Clone Trooper, and Anakin. All of those came out in previous pre orders. Yeah, this is just like to kind of fill the fact that these were the popular ones. Popular all the ones, yeah. Although I don't think Anakin was a popular one, but they needed a filler. <laughs> yeah, um, you can also get the Star Wars Black Series three and three quarter inch figures. They have yeah. a, a set of those. Uh, those are two uh, ten ninety nine a piece. I wish they were two ninety nine a piece. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? It's back in the day. Yeah, but they have like Jedi training Yoda, Wedge Antilles, yeah. Snowtrooper Commander. It seems like again a lot of ones that they already released previously. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to mention the uh, the comic. They're called Comic Big Screen Superstars Wave Two figures, and it's Rocky in his uh, American trunks. The and, that blue, yeah, yeah, and Ivan Drago trunks, right? <laughs> and Ivan Drago. And at first, I was like, I was like, wait, was did that did Rocky Four come out in the nineties? Because that's what I thought maybe. No, I think it came out in the eighties. Yeah, you want to know how long how long ago it actually came out? <laughs> Sure. 1985. That's what I was thinking, honestly. I was like, holy crap, I feel old. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only thing I was going to mention about Star Wars, I think this is the last thing I have written down for Star Wars, was the uh, Han Solo mini bust. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Minoc hunt. It's like yep. a, he's got the respirator on when they're um, hiding the Millennium Falcon, and they, you know, they go outside and they shoot the Minocs off the uh, Falcon there. It's like 65.99. Yeah, I wanted to mention that to you also because I know that you like those mini bus, uh, yeah. which they're very well done. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. I've got a couple of them. I really like them building a small little mini bus collection. Yep. They also have the Star Wars Endor Trooper mini bust. Yeah, I was going to mention that one too. And then they also have the Star Wars Kenner inspired Biker Scout Jumbo action figure. Yeah. So those larger figures that uh, come out occasionally. Yeah, I've only been really tempted to get, like, you know, a couple of those, but I haven't. Yeah, I was tempted to get the Yoda one, and I actually had it pre-ordered, and then it got canceled for whatever reason. And then the only other one I've been tempted to get was the Boba Fett one. Yeah, the Boba Fett one, I was tempted to get that one. And I was tempted to get the uh, Luke Skywalker when he's in the X-Wing, because I had that figure as a kid, and that was the only Luke I had. But then um, the San Diego Comic-Con this year is the the AT-AT. Uh, yes, Commander. So the, yep. the that's I, like I love the look of that you know figure that one in the Tie Fighter. Yeah, the black and the white. Those yep. are my two favorite trooper outfits. Nice. So I was tempted, very tempted to get that. Yeah, they, but uh, I just don't know what the hell I would do with it. Yeah. Obviously, I was <laughs> carded because it's just you know it's kind it's of ridiculous to not have yeah. a carded. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing when I w- when I ordered the Yoda one, I was tempted to actually take it out of the card. Yeah, because you'd have I was to leave it carded though. Yeah, well, I was like, well, do I leave it carded? Do I not leave it carded? But I was like, it'd be really cool if it was out of the card. It'd be look really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't know where I would put the card, so where yeah, I could yeah. display it. Put it behind the wall or hang it somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Where at least with the figure, I could just stand him up someplace. Right. So, um, the other thing is, uh, some Transformers Generations Voyager class and Deluxe class. Uh, yeah. some of them are reissues, but like, uh, Springer was a reissue. Uh, but they also have Roadbuster, which I don't think has been released before, and Skybite. Those are the Voyager ones, so those are the bigger boxed ones. Yeah. 
Um, and then the of the deluxe class, it's a lot of reissues except for Rat Trap and Tankor. I don't remember them being in previous waves or anything like that. So, isn't that one of the uh, like the like a rhinoceros or something? Uh, rat Trap is turns no, into a rat. Uh, Tankor, it, no, you're thinking of Rhinox. Rhinox, he's Maybe, actually in the yeah. stores right now. Um, and I was going to say, a, I saw one at a store. It looked like a rhinoceros. Yeah, he, and he's a Voyager class, so he's in the box. Yeah. Um, these are the deluxe class are the ones that are the ones that hang up on the pegs. Oh, okay, okay. So they're a little bit smaller, um, yeah. and that's what Tankor is. But then, like I said, you also have Rat Trap. And really, the only one I'm interested in is Rat Trap out of the ones I mentioned there. But I know there's some fans out there that like getting all of these because, again, they're based on previous versions of Transformers. So, yeah. so. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention. See the, uh, the Masters of the Universe Super Deformed plushies? Yes, I was going to mention those. <laughs> At eleven ninety nine a piece, I mean, they're just kind of like kind of stuffed animal pillow type things or something. Yeah, they're pretty ridiculous. Yeah, they, you know, they big heads and little bodies. It's an easy pass for me, but they look, you know, it's cool they that they're doing them, you know. Sure. They look pretty bad, though. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they look that great. They look like those little pillows that, you know. The only two that look somewhat decent is Orko and Skeletor. Yeah, I didn't for, think any of them looked that great, to be honest with you. But Orko, I could see them doing because he's kind of a plushy, silly character anyway, so. Yeah. Um, and then. Tied in with those, did you see the Masters of the Universe plush weapons? Yeah. <laughs> so you can have your sort of power that's a plush. Yeah, what am I going to do with that, really? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, did you see the Darth Maul uh, artifact statue? I did. Yeah. So it's a shirtless Darth Maul with his yeah. dual blade. I will say the artifact statues are pretty awesome. I have a Boba Fett one, and I have a Nightwing, and a Batman, and a Green Lantern, and a Flash. So those are all the artifacts ones that I have. Mm-hmm. This one seems like it's a bit more intense because it's $120. Yeah. Um, it's 11 inches tall. It's a bigger one. Yeah, so the ones I have are like seven, six to seven inches tall. Yeah. Um, so this is significantly bigger. Um, I'm not looking to get it at all. It's too ex- too expensive right now for me. Um, nor is it a character that I'm, you know, a shirtless Darth Maul is not exactly high on my list of things to get. I hear you. <laughs> I know you're all about the shirtless characters, though, so I thought I would mention it to you. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. In case you want to get it. <laughs> nah, I'll pass. Um, we do have some Star Wars pop vinyl figures coming out. Okay. Uh, it's Bosk. Uh, a scout trooper, uh, Moma Naden, so the hammerhead. Yeah. Uh, Luke. And there's also a Wampa and the Emperor. Did you see the, uh, the box set is the, uh, the, was it Luke with the Wampa monster? Yes. Where he cut his arm off, yeah. Yeah. Looked That's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, it did look cool. I, I mean, I like those things. They're cool, but I've never really got into buying any or, you know. Yeah. I have a couple of them, and I, I do like them, but it's not something I feel like a necessity to go out and get. Now, the one mistake I did make was I I picked up the Boba Fett one, yeah. and here it was a bobblehead one. Yeah, some of them are bobbleheads, and some yeah. of them aren't. And I don't like the ones that are bobbleheads, so. I got my nephew one for his birthday. Um, I got him Spider-Man. But it's like the new movie costume Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Oh, uh, okay. <clears throat> so I picked him up one of those. Yeah, I have a Superman and a Green Lantern one, and I think that's all I have. And then, like I said, I have the Boba Fett bobblehead one. So. Yeah. Um, and like I said, had I known it was a bobblehead, I wouldn't have even gotten it. But I mean, if you're you know character specific in your collection and you only sure. collect you know Boba Fett or whatever, you might want to pick it up. But yeah. I don't know, unless you collect pop vinyls or bobbleheads, then you should be all over this stuff. Right, exactly. Also, in the DVD section, there's Transformers Roar of the Dinobots, which I found kind of unusual because you can already find this in the stores. That's already right in now. Target now, yeah. Yeah, it's in the stores, but it's it's 10 bucks, and it's basically Dinobot cartoons from the original G1 cartoon. Yeah, I have so, all those already. Yeah, I've got the whole series. So, um, And then the last thing I wanted to mention before we talk about other things outside of Star Joe's um, is this one just cracked me up. 
Knight Rider music from the TV series, Volume 2. Volume 2, nice. But here's the best part. So I'm going to I thought the- Volume 2 was the best part. <laughs> oh, it gets better. Nice. <laughs> it's the second volume in a series of seven CDs of original music from the classic 80s TV show starring David Hasselhoff. I could see that. So, so it's probably you, all the Hasselhoff's music. <laughs> well, mind you, the show only lasted four seasons. Well, and you know, from four seasons, they have seven CDs. <laughs> well, you got to put the theme song in there twice on every CD. Right. <laughs> it's a given. You open and close with it. And when I first read it, I thought maybe this was just volume two was Knight Rider and there was a seven CD set of 80s TV shows. Well, but no, would, this. Yeah. But because that would be cool, like if you had, you know, volume two was Knight Rider, volume three was A Team or something like that. Yeah. Um, But no, this is volume two of a seven CD series just for Knight Rider. (laughs) It could happen. So if you like your music from Knight Rider and you want to know, hey, how can I listen to more music from Knight Rider? You should jump all over this. This this is what you want to jump into. So nice. All right. So. What else do you have out there besides Starjo stuff? So what other thing did you make a little note of that you right, thought well, was interesting uh, or you liked yeah. or whatever? So I got here uh, through DC, the Batman 75th Anniversary Commemorative Collection. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that those are going on. And you get the Batman 66 hardcover, Volume 2. Yeah, I'm good without that. So if you're, you know, reading that, you know, see Volume 2's out there. Um, and you got the Harley Quinn hardcover volume one, so it's, you know, up yep. to a trade now. So if you want to, you know, get that, I've been getting the issues. I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. The, and, uh, it when it comes to the 75th anniversary, uh, commemorative, yeah. just to let people know, it's only $50. Yeah. Uh, it's a hardcover, uh, collection. Uh, I believe it's a hardcover. It looks like it is. So, yeah. And it's got stories in there of Bat- from Batman Hush, Batman the Dark Knight Returns, and Batman the Court of Owls. I don't know if it's the full stories of those. I It might be. Might be, yeah. If it is, I mean, that's well worth 50 bucks to get all three of those in one volume. Uh, it does say it's a slipcase collection, so I'm thinking it's a hardcover. Oh, wait. No, it's a slipcase collection featuring classic trade paperbacks. Oh, okay. So of the, of the if, you three. Get those, if you get those, you know, three, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah, because usually a, a trade is, a, a trade paperback's what, 20 bucks? Yeah. So you're, you're getting three big trades in a slipcase cover for 50, and you'll probably get it less if you go through, like, an online store, like DCP Service or something. So Yeah. Um, you have the uh, the four, well, here's, you know, statue time here. They're the Harley Quinn bust statutes, you know, uh, a bust of Harley Quinn, everybody's favorite. Everyone loves her bust, yeah. Yeah, both of them. Forty nine ninety five. The bombshell statues, we're continuing with that, was a Tana. Yep. So you get a one twenty four ninety five for that. And those are really popular right now. Yeah, and the there's also a T-shirt for that, Zatanna. Yeah. Uh, a bombshell. So they've been doing T-shirts of the uh, bombshell busts, bombshell yep. statues for DC. And you get four Batman uh, different, you know, black and white statues too, and they're about eighty bucks a piece, seventy nine ninety five. Yep. And then I have uh, just a couple things from DC. I have uh, Multiversity number one is is finally starting. Um, it's by Grant Morrison, which I'm not the biggest fan of Grant Morrison, but when he gets when he's allowed to be weird, uh, he's usually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's art by Yvonne Hayes, who is a fantastic artist. I'm mostly picking it up. Because his art's awesome. Well, yeah, but he all, did Aquaman at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also because it's a multi, it's like an alternate world story uh, is what this series is all about. And so I'm very interested in that. Um, the other thing from DC uh, is the Batman animated series action figures. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that's so what. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, these are six inches. Size figures. Uh, Catwoman's like five and a half inches. Batman's six and a quarter. Uh, Mr. Freeze is six and three quarters. And Two Face is six inches. And these are based off the animated series. They look just like they came off the TV show. Well, yeah, they look just like the original smaller figures, just right. only blown up. Yep, and more articulation. Yeah. 
So, so I'm gonna, all over these. You're gonna get any? Yeah. I'm all over them. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know if you're just gonna get the Batman and call it a day, or you're gonna no. try to collect them all. No, I'm going to get them all. Nice. My favorite animation cartoon ever created. Wow. So I am planning on getting all of them because they do look so awesome. Now, if I get them in hand and they look like crap, then I will stop. <laughs> well, yeah, I get that. But they look awesome from everything I've seen. So, Okay. Uh, from IDW, uh, the only other thing I had in there was the, the Danger Girl back in black trade paperback. Okay. $17.99. I've uh, started you know, getting a little bit more into Danger Girl since the G.I. Joe crossover, but been reading some of your books it's pretty yeah. good so yeah no i like it so. i like abby chase it's a good yeah. read yeah. so yeah trade paper back there and i think the only other thing i had um was uh another t-shirt just uh there's a, a cool looking uh daredevil t-shirt okay and that's that's about all i had for the whole you know thing the only i only had two other things to mention uh one is my my knowledge of this is from a video game oh no wait a minute i got some stuff on the back here okay what do you got uh the there's a big bang theory uh clue board game right okay but yep. it just says please inquire so i don't know how much it is but if you have you know played the popular clue game it's probably based off loosely off of that with just the characters from the big bang theory right uh and if you go to the Marvel, you know, section of previews, the Marvel book, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 5, yep. Punisher 9, and it gives the Black Widow number 9 crossover there. Yep. And the Marvel 75th Anniversary Omnibus the Hardcover Collection for 100 bucks. Yeah, I saw that. The only thing with that one that's kind of weird is it's just, like, various stories that they picked. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I mean, a big, yeah. huge collection of Marvel. It's like, it's basically by you pre-ordering it or something like that, you get to choose which comics go into it. So you get to help decide what comics go into it. And whichever ones get the most votes, those are the issues that go into that collection. So you don't even know what you're getting. I get blind. Until, so. Oh, so it's like a, a Masters of the Universe subscription. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> um one thing when it off the things that you mentioned there uh nathan edmondson writes both punisher and black widow so that crossover should be pretty good it should be pretty tight because it's the same writer that's cool so, um also for our buddy who couldn't make it tonight uh robert he has castle a calm before the storm train trade paperback that's in this month's previews so it's the not the hardcover but the trade paperback version so Oh, cool. And he did the art on that. So the one, one of the last ones that I wanted to mention was, uh, again, this is one that I was saying I only had experienced th this through a video game that I played when I was a kid. It's called Little Nemo Return to Slumberland. Number oh, my one. God. <laughs> I'm actually getting this. But I played a video game called uh, Little Nemo the Dream Master. And... It came out in 1990, uh, and it was a lot of fun. It reminded me of like a Mario game, like more like a Mario 3 game, because you would put on different costumes and you would be able to inherit different abilities. So like Mario had the raccoon suit and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Nemo would have different things, like he put on a mole suit and he could dig in the dirt and stuff like that. And it actually, I think it got in the top 100 games by IGN. It was like that good. I've never played it, never even heard of it. So it was a very weird, surrealistic type of world because it all takes place in a dream world. And the game was based on a comic strip that was done a long time ago. Well, they were last month they actually had a collected edition of that, which was really expensive. I There was no way I was going to be able to get it. Yeah. But this is a new ongoing series. And they're really putting the art is absolutely gorgeous on it. And I'm a big sucker for those world building freaky lands like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal and things like that. So, uh, you know, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory type worlds and things mm -hmm. like that. So so this is kind of right up my alley. So I definitely want to give it a try to, to check it out on the complete opposite spectrum of that. I mean, you couldn't get more opposite is I read uh, in this month's previews, they have Outcast by uh, Robert Kirkman, number three. 
I just read number one yesterday and was blown away. <laughs> it is creepy as hell. Um, Kirkman obviously is the creator of The Walking Dead, huge successful franchise. Yeah. Uh, he's planning on doing for like what he did with The Walking Dead, he's looking to do with exorcisms basically <laughs> and demonic possession. And he's already, I think he's already worked out a deal possibly with Showtime to actually do a TV series oh. based on, based on this comic book. And so basically where Walking Dead came out first and was out for a number of years and then they did the TV show, this they planned on doing the comic book and the TV show almost around the same time as each other. And, uh, I was like, I'm not going to miss out on getting a number one of Kirkman when he's doing a TV show on it because I don't know if you know how much The Walking Dead number one is, but it's yeah, a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. But I read it. And if you like the movie, The Exorcist, you have to read Outcast. It's <laughs> it's creepy. It's really good. The character actually has a lot of depth to him. There's a lot of awesome supporting cast members. Um, and it's not all it's not creepy all the time. It's just creepy in certain moments. And those are the ones that kind of stick with you. Like there's one where a kid's eating his own finger because he says he's hungry. Nice. So yeah. So if you if you if you like The Exorcist and you're interested in reading that first issue, I would recommend. I can certainly lend it to you. The first issue here's another awesome thing. So the issues are only two ninety nine. Yeah. The very first issue was forty four pages for two ninety nine. No, oh, that's pretty good value. So you got the value of two comics for the price of what is less than sometimes one comic in other areas so yeah so uh yeah well worth it i would definitely check out outcast if you like creepy uh scary type stuff so and that's everything i had yeah me too okay uh you have anything else you want to say to the listeners before we disembark for episode 125 uh no just uh give us a call join the fun yeah and we'll probably have you on for like five ten minutes Probably 10 minutes at the most. Yeah, um, tell us who you are. Tell us how you found the show. Ask a couple questions. Yeah. You know, give I would, somebody else a turn, you know. Yeah, I would definitely say come with a question that you feel all of us can talk about, yourself included. Like, yeah, don't feel well, like you, Maybe not a question, maybe even a topic or something like that. Yeah. Hey, what did you think about this movie? Or what do you think of the state of, you know, G.I. Joe or the state of collecting? Or how do you feel about Transformers? Or, you know, yeah. come with or, something. Or come with a, like a top three, put us on the spot, challenge us. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, come with something fun, whatever you think of. I would say probably just come with one because 10 minutes can go by really fast on a podcast. Sure. Uh, so come with one question or one topic or something like that that you feel we can all talk about yourself. Again, yourself included. We want to hear from you. So, um, But like I said, there'll probably be us plus one or two other people at a time, and then we'll drop one person and bring the next one on. And so I would say, I don't know how busy it's going to be that night. It could be really busy. It could not be really busy. You could be on for the whole show. We have no idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> could be dead. Yeah. It could be completely <laughs> dead. Um, but if, uh, if you get on right at 10 o'clock and I tell you, Hey, you're the fifth one in line, hopefully you can stick around until we can get you on, but I can guarantee you we will get you on that night if you can stick around. So nice. All right. Well with that, let me go ahead and give our information. You can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us at the forum for geeks.com. You can find us at, uh, on Facebook. There's a fan page. You can like us on there. You can follow us on Twitter. It's at star Joe's podcast. Send us an email. We'll read it on the air and respond to it. We do have one or two emails that uh, hopefully we can respond to in episode 125. Yeah. And uh, so send those. If we don't respond to them in 125, we'll respond to them in 126. Um, but you can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. And leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air and respond to it. Uh, please leave us an iTunes review. We have not had one in a very long time. It's completely ridiculous. Yeah. And <laughs> we want to hear from you. Well, Good, you can also well, you can also check us out on uh, Stitcher Radio and part of the Geekcast Radio Network. Absolutely. In fact, we're probably going to be doing something with the Geekcast Radio Network near the end of July. Well, I'm actually uh, uh, going to be on with uh, Mike 
from the GCRN. Oh, very He's, nice. Uh, yeah, just a little interview thing. So yeah, look for that. It's uh, probably like what I did a little while back, which was like an origin. So you'll learn all yeah. about Chuck. Sort uh, of, so. yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, he also wants to have us on at the end of July because since it's GeekCast Radio Network's fifth year, right. uh, it's their fifth anniversary, they want to have hosts from some of their syndicated shows, uh, and we're one of those. <laughs> so uh, we're trying to arrange something for the end of the month with, with them. So look forward to the details on that as well. So, All right. Uh, Chuck didn't even know about that. So <laughs> Breaking news. So there you go. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. See you. I do not understand what gratification you derive from these vulgar processions. 